Welcome to Taking Back Birth, a podcast for women who know the truth about birth and those who want to explore the path of radical birth love. I'm your host, Marin Green. Taking Back Birth celebrates the power you have to make decisions in alignment with your own truth. Decisions not subject to anyone else's authority. Decisions that create experiences that will change your life. Taking Back Birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. This is a special Birth Nerds podcast on a specific clinical topic, fundal height and how the uterus grows. So this is a birth nerd topic, as I like to say, but might be appropriate for anybody that's pregnant really and is learning and doing their own prenatal care perhaps, whether they have a midwife or a doctor or are free birthing. Also a great podcast if you're a doula or a beginning or even more advanced midwifery student. Really, I think everybody can benefit from these clinical discussions. Even if we know the information, it can often give us more tools to be able to communicate with pregnant women and talk about things in different ways so that they make sense to everyone. So fundal height. Let's just have a quick review here of what a fundus is. So a fundus is the top border of the uterus. The uterus starts as a very small muscle, essentially, in the pelvic cavity. So way inside of our bodies before we're pregnant, we can't really touch it all that well. Although you can learn and be trained to massage your own uterus for sure, but it's not out into the abdominal cavity as it grows in pregnancy. So the uterus obviously goes through huge changes to accommodate a growing baby and placenta. And for whatever reason, maybe just because this is a birth nerd topic, it's probably one of the most asked questions we get in our free forums, in our classes, People want to talk about how they're measuring if they're pregnant, where their uterus is, how many centimeters it is. And so this seemed really appropriate because we answer this question a lot. So now that you know what a fundus is, why would the height of one be important? We're going to get into that, but really, um, This is something that has become popular to ask and to do yourself. And at first, I think that's really great. I think that's a sign of women coming more into the fact that this prenatal care thing is not outside of themselves. It's not something that someone has to do to you. And I love that more pregnant women are truly getting interested in what their bodies are doing. So rather than just laying there and having someone write down down measurements about you on a piece of paper and never even knowing to ask what they are, more women are curious and they want to know what is my fundal height today and they're measuring it at home themselves. So that's all so fabulous. The other side of the coin is perhaps at times there's 
an undue focus on this poor fundal height. It's just another number. And we could argue that some of these tools, fundal height is one, is actually a carryover from the more medicalized pregnancy and birth model. And we could argue that it may have its importance at times, and we'll go into that, but that it's not that important really. And it's another thing that has infiltrated the world of midwifery and holistic care simply because it exists. So there's lots of examples of that. But as with any of them, as with any tool or skill or clinical piece of knowledge that is a number, we must also use our common sense uh, and we must also, I think, engage the other pieces of information. So that's to say, again, that fundal height is important to a lot of people, but they're missing a bigger point. They're missing understanding more about how the uterus grows. And perhaps they're missing that just this number alone doesn't really mean a whole lot. That as in every area of pregnancy and birth and really life, we need to look at the three-dimensional full puzzle. We need to look at all the pieces. And I understand that if people are doing their own care and they aren't trained as midwives, for example, they may not have all of those pieces. So this can just feel like something really fun and cool to latch on to. And it's great as long as it stays fun. But I think a lot of the questions we seem to get are people being maybe concerned in one way or another, right? They're too small, they're too big. And again, we're going to go through all of that quickly, but it's just another number. So the fundus, as we reviewed, is the top of the uterus. And assuming it's a normal, healthy pregnancy, it's going to grow. The whole uterus is going to grow. And so first, let's talk about the fundus and fundal height in early pregnancy. So early to me in this context means before 20 weeks of pregnancy. There is an obsession with fundal height at this point in pregnancy. So let's pick a number, 14 weeks. Lots of women out there that are measuring themselves. And again, do what you want to do. If it's your pregnancy, you should do all the things and practice on yourself that you desire. However, not measuring is very, very valid at this stage. And if I had to choose, I would say don't measure. Don't measure your uterus before 20 weeks with a tape measure. Or really, if you're going to do the landmark thing, which I can talk more about, just try your best to observe. Try your best to feel and observe and perhaps take notes, but resist obsession with where your fundus is, the top of your uterus is, based on your weeks of pregnancy and taking that to mean something. So classic 13, 14 week person says, oh my goodness, my uterus is, you know, two finger breaths below my belly button. Now the belly button is typically 20 weeks. So said person gets very excited that they probably have twins and they go down that rabbit hole all from one measurement or one feel. And of course, there are going to be women that have twins. So we're not really talking about that occasion since it's not as common as people 
not measuring correctly and or totally misinterpreting the one measurement. And we're going to go through things that affect measurement. So hopefully, if this isn't making sense, it'll kind of come together at the end. So one thing I love to teach and that I have always done myself when pregnant is to, yes, feel your uterus. If there's something I could impart on pregnant women everywhere, it would be to start feeling where your uterus is even before you're pregnant. Now, again, I said that might be difficult. It might be. But if you locate it, that's great. And if you are even six weeks pregnant, believe it or not, if you have a certain kind of body type, if you've been pregnant before, for example, you may feel your uterus even then, believe it or not. So I'm not saying that's super common. Most women aren't going to feel their pregnant uterus of any kind at six weeks pregnant. I'm just throwing it out there that if you start early in a pregnancy feeling, you'll feel way earlier than you thought and you'll be able to actually feel and observe the changes, which is the most important part. So again, this one measurement, not as important as observing growth and seeing how things are changing. And if you're pregnant yourself, and you have access, obviously, to your belly every single day, then my recommendation is every morning when you're laying in bed, uh, you have kids, you don't have kids, whatever, most of us can find 30 seconds to a minute to just lay there on your back. And it's a great time to feel your belly and your uterus. Um, No matter what your body type is, it should be easier in the morning. My guess is Obviously, there's usually not a ton of food in there. There's not a lot of liquid. Um, Everything's kind of deflated, for lack of a better word, you know, Uh, whereas later in the day, it can be harder to feel a smaller uterus. So take that morning time and just get to know your body. Just get to know what you're feeling and notice. You can journal. You can take a photo of kind of where your hands are feeling something. So a uterus, a baby, a placenta, early on from most people, you know, maybe it's nine weeks that they start to feel a little firmness. So that's what you're looking for. A firm section above your pubic bone that is not you. It's not your body. It's not your bladder. It's not your intestines. It's your uterus growing with a baby and placenta inside of it. So just observing that, because again, if you're not really doing that, and then all of a sudden around 14 weeks, um, you do notice you don't really have any context. You don't really know how fast it's been growing or what the rate of growth has been. And I think that's one of the most important ways we can teach ourselves and learn from our own pregnancies is to have that constant assessment. And that might be too much for someone. You know, you could literally do every week as well. But there's something about the daily check-in of like, oh, you really will notice growth from day to day, believe it or not, uh, in early pregnancy. So how your hands fit around your uterus will change. And don't worry about the fundus. Don't worry about the top magical border of this mass you're feeling. Feel the whole thing. It has a left, it has a right, it has a bottom as well as a fundus. And that shape is going to change. It's going to grow. And the fundus, again, least important part really. So you need all the information. And as I've said, you could take a photo, you know, with your phone or get someone to help you as you're kind of holding your uterus with your hands. So it kind of makes like a little shape at some point. 
you can draw it. I've actually done that. So where I feel my fingers on my belly, you know, borders of the uterus, make little marks with pen, and then, you know, kind of transfer it to a piece of paper. It's really fun activity and exercise. And you start to actually live the fact that a fundal height is really not all that important and it's going to change And it's going to also not change at times. So the uterus is growing width-wise that week for whatever reason, you know, um, your fundus isn't going to change a whole lot. So it's really a misleading measurement, or I shouldn't say that. It's just not the full picture. And to focus on it can be just so confusing and so limited and get people all worked up. So even the internet, as most of us know, they talk about the size of a uterus as it grows with a baby and placenta in it. And they talk about fruits usually, which is funny and kind of dumb. But yet I think it's a great way of illustrating that it isn't just about the fundus. Uh, So a shape of an orange or a grapefruit. If you're imagining those shapes, they have a size. They don't just have a top. So again, it's learning to feel the entire shape of your uterus. And if you're a doula who's maybe helping with some clinical work or student midwife in particular, this is really valuable information because a fundus can, again, be so misleading. It can give you sort of the wrong information if you're not feeling the rest of it. And if you're not so great yet at feeling a fundus, then you can mistake other things, other body parts, believe it or not, for a fundus. So you really have to feel the whole uterus. And honestly, that goes into more advanced stages of pregnancy. Don't just feel the top. It's not about the top. It's about the whole darn thing. So before 20 weeks, do not measure. It's not helpful. Every woman, or not every woman, but many women have different body shapes, right? And different measurements. If you were to take out a tape right now, which might be fun, and you have some friends to compare it to, measure right now from your pubic bone to your umbilicus, which is your belly button. And you're going to get a measurement and your friend is going to get another measurement. Um, Maybe you're both not even pregnant, right? So it's just a fun thing to illustrate the fact that we have different length torsos. So that's why essentially we don't pull out a tape before 20 weeks. You're going to get perhaps, I mean, not always, you might be a textbook person, but you're going to perhaps get a funny measurement and it's not going to match your weeks of pregnancy. So again, the classic 13, 14 weeks, someone pulls out a tape and they're 18 and they freak out and they think they have twins and it's not at all what's likely going on. So um, I guess if you want to go down that rabbit hole and get excited, that's certainly your business. But for the sake of science and learning, it's just not a helpful thing. So don't use a measuring tape. If you would like to learn about landmarks on the female anatomy for fundal height or uterine shape, then that's great to learn. Again, it's not going to be uniform from woman to woman. So by landmarks, I mean, where is the fundus falling on the body? Uh, using the pubic bone, using the umbilicus. Those are landmarks. So 16 weeks. 16 weeks is traditionally um, in between, directly halfway between the pubic bone and the umbilicus. And that will be true for many women, for most women, but then it's not going to be true for others. And if you've had a lot of babies before, you're going to feel that 16-week landmark at your fundus, way before 16 weeks. But 
then you backtrack. Well, does my uterus feel like a 16-week uterus at 12 weeks? No, feels like a 12-week uterus with a 16-week fundus. So I'm probably majorly confusing some people, but you can always take a re-listen and of course consult other online resources and prenatal skills guides to sort it out. So before that 20-week mark, people just have the burning question because they can't help it. They measure or whatever, or even they go to their midwife and their midwife's like, you're 13 weeks, but your fundus is at the 16-week mark and everybody gets excited. Um, why? Why would that be? Well, the most obvious reason, as I've shared, is just different body types. Just different body types. That's absolutely it. Not being a first pregnancy, it's easier to feel, and just generally things seem to get bigger quicker. Uh, Doesn't mean in a first pregnancy that it wouldn't also feel that way, just on certain people. Also, another reason that most or a lot of women feel like something is going on, I'm so much bigger than my dates, is just the textbooks. The textbooks that are out there, If you're reading them or if you've read them, the midwifery textbooks, any OB, whatever, links online, for as long as I can remember, they talk about the fact that nothing is palpable or feelable until 12 weeks of pregnancy. And I remember reading that as a student a long time ago before I had had a lot of pregnancies and I took it to be true. So you know, don't think I wasn't one of those people in one of my early pregnancies that totally thought I was having twins um, because I could feel my uterus very well and, you know, quite large really before 12 weeks. And these textbooks make it sound like the fundus only just comes out of the pubic bone at 12 weeks. Again, in some women that's true and there's different ways the uterus can lie and be flipped and that's a whole other topic. Um, But it's generally palpable way before that, especially on, um, you know, some body types. So the lesson is it can feel kind of all kinds of ways, really. And conversely, if someone doesn't feel a whole lot of uterus at 12 weeks, it doesn't necessarily mean anything is wrong. It, again, can be body type or, as I've said, the uterus kind of, you know, tilting or flipping another way, which isn't super common, but certainly does happen. So that's not true. You definitely can feel a uterus before 12 weeks from the outside of someone's body, maybe even your own. And as I've shared, you know, I've had a lot of pregnancies and I'm a thinner body type, but I can feel my uterus at six weeks and it feels like a tiny little almond, but I can totally feel it. So I would think I was crazy, but I felt it many times. Um, Another reason that a uterus would seem bigger than it should be before 20 weeks is people aren't actually feeling the fundus. They're just kind of poking around up top and finding the borders of the intestines, for example, or who knows what, like a gas pocket. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of wacky things our bodies can do. So if you're not finding the borders of the uterus and following it around to find the top, which is a great tip, even in advanced pregnancy, then unless you have a ton of experience experience, you may not even be feeling that and you're getting kind of all worked up about nothing again. Another reason would be the dates are incorrect and that should have been one of the first reasons. So, you know, you think you're 13 weeks and it's feeling a lot bigger. Well, you're really not. You're a month off, right? Totally 
happens and can be in either direction. Uh, And multiples. Yeah, you totally could have multiples. So if you are someone that, you know, is seeing a midwife or maybe you're good at doing this yourself and you're like, no, but my fundal height really is past my belly button and I know I'm whatever, uh, 14 weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance. And so my advice would be to just, again, not use the one measurement, not use the one fundal height to keep feeling. Because if you have multiples, the expectation is there will be exponential growth. So you will be noticing growth literally every day and your fundus and your uterine size will continually be larger than you think. So again, it's looking for a pattern. It's looking for overall growth. It's releasing this obsession with one number. Um, unless you really want to do that for some reason. So fundal height, really, why is it even used? I mean, that's a debate in and of itself. I think there are certainly people that would say it's not useful at all. And there are people that are completely reliant on it. And if it isn't matching or whatever, they're ordering ultrasounds or flipping out in a different way. And honestly, I don't feel on either side of that coin. I don't think it's completely useless. I do like to keep track of it with people. And again, it's the overall growth that I'm keeping track of. Um, And I'm not on the side of flipping out when it doesn't match because I have lots of stories I could tell and lots of women I work with who are not machines and their bodies don't do exactly what the tape wants them to do. Uh, But the baby's growing great. So we have a baby growing inside of a uterus and fundal height is indicative often of fetal growth, but not always. I mean, it's just not a perfect science. So I don't know where this was first invented or came up with. That's great research that you students out there can do and let me know. But it definitely is questionable. And I did find that as a quote when I was kind of looking around at some resources. Um, And specifically, reliability is questionable in quotes. Because it is. It's not the be all and end all. And if people are looking only at that, they're probably going to wind up concerned in one way or another. Ultimately, though, we do use it to assess gestational age. That seems to be the way it makes the most sense. Now, of course, if someone isn't sure of their dates, it can be just something that makes your mind spin. Um, because again, we have all these factors of ways that someone would l- be larger or, or smaller. And then on top of that, if we don't know dates, it's all limited information. And we just, again, have to take it as it comes, keep track of what we're finding and feeling and put it together. It's not a one-time measurement. Generally, fundal height, again, is assessed here in the U.S. in centimeters, uh, which matches in, you know, allegedly the weeks of pregnancy, again, after 20 weeks, and is most accurate at about 28 weeks. So really past that, no one has said it's super accurate. So great example, you can have someone that's 36 weeks, they'll be measuring 32 or 33. Uh, Is that a problem? Might be, probably isn't, but more needs to be taken into account and mostly that it's just not accurate past the 28 week mark. So before that, or at about that time, 28 weeks or a little bit before, so between 20, 28, uh, we're looking for a accuracy of plus or minus two, and I've heard in some cases, three weeks of gestational age matching the tape. 
So I hope that makes sense. So if someone's 28 weeks, they could measure plus or minus two centimeters above or below that. And if you're really a stickler for rules, you shouldn't freak out, right? Unless something else appears and the woman isn't eating well or she's lost weight or she's measured whatever it is, you know, um, she's measuring 23 at 28 and you don't feel like the baby is growing or she doesn't feel like the baby is growing. So this isn't a midwifery comprehensive. This is too many topics tying into one. My point is it's questionable. It's only one measurement. There are lots and lots and lots of things to look at. So again, if you're a pregnant woman that maybe you don't have access to all of this information, um, learning it or getting a hold of a really awesome midwife that kind of can put the pieces together to help you is the best because so many women freak out. And the medical model, of course, as most of us listening would agree to, uh, they're famous for, oh, you're three off, let's get an ultrasound. No, uh, there's so much more to consider. But if you don't know a woman, if you've never seen her before in your clinic because there's 10 doctors, then that might be a reasonable thing to do. But in the wise woman model, it's not because we're looking at the whole person. And yes, we do want to catch perhaps a baby that isn't growing or something that's up, but that's pretty rare. And we shouldn't be using one measurement to diagnose anyone with anything. So just a couple more minutes here. Um, what affects the fundal height measurement? So again, let's say after 20 weeks, even at whatever, 28 weeks, that's optimal. But before or after that, if we're still taking measurements, um, well, we should A, be sure that that's how we want to do it, whether we're the pregnant woman or the midwife offering care. But also, um, why would someone seem like they were bigger or smaller than we expected? Because those are often conversations that will need to be had if you're someone that's measuring all the time, because it will come up that not everyone is a perfect machine uh, and, and they don't measure exactly as the textbooks say they should. So you'll be having these conversations. So the first one is definitely body type. So women that are obese or larger bodied women are possibly going to have bigger measurements. Um, although, you know, it doesn't entirely make sense because we really are measuring the uterus, but that's what we're told. And I think obese or not, thin or not, dealing with different body types and where, again, landmarks are um, is definitely a variation the baby position is definitely going to affect a measurement. So imagine a baby all curled up with its head tucked in a really awesome textbook pre-birth position. Um, it makes sense that that baby is not going to stretch out the uterus as much as, let's say, a posterior baby or a breech baby that isn't at all in the pelvis. So just use your common sense there, right, to imagine how a position would affect a measurement taken from the outside. Baby size, yes and no. Uh, I feel like there are definitely many stories out there of women that measure right on and have very large babies. And the opposite, women that are measuring large for their dates, and they have totally normal size or even small babies. So I don't know which way that goes, but there's so much variation based on the woman's body, the baby's size and position. The fluid, the amniotic fluid certainly will affect measurement. And that makes perfect sense as well. 
more fluid in there, you might get a large measurement. Less fluid, less. And that may be something to pay attention to. So again, if that's your belly, your body, your pregnancy, and you're continually measuring really large and you feel like you're measuring correctly, P.S. It's really hard to measure on yourself with a tape, even if you're a midwife. So that's another thing. Um, but yeah, there's just other things to consider like that if uh, everything's feeling normal and the amniotic fluid feels sufficient and maybe not too much. Time of day, as I mentioned, I really think matters because also in the woman's body, we have the bladder, we have the rectum, both can be full, both can be empty, either can be full or empty. And these certainly can affect a measurement because it changes kind of what we're measuring. Genetics, for sure. So I've worked with women who in their families, they have sisters who have had the exact same thing happen, which an example would be uh, someone whose fundal height doesn't seem to change that much, especially past the 28 week mark. You know, they might get to 33 or 34 and then that's it. They go to 40 weeks, but they never measure more than 34. Um, That's kind of a really simple example, but totally common. There are more extreme examples that might bring concern depending on who you are, but have in my experience worked out fine as long as we've, you know, we've paid attention to the other pieces and felt like, well, I mean, it doesn't seem like there's a problem. And it turns out that's just normal for this woman's body. Who knows why? And her sister, as I've shared, had the exact same thing happen in her pregnancies and her doctor got all worked up and induced her, who knows what. So I think we have to be attentive to the woman's history in other pregnancies. What has her scenario been? If she has records, that's great. You know, look back because maybe this is something her body does every time and it's not a problem. And again, her her maternal line, so to speak, although it's not always information that people have. Um, Certainly like ethnicity is another variation really along body type and genetics that can affect what that looks like. And um, again, I don't have more of an explanation than that. Just trying to illustrate that the measurement is affected by so many things that it doesn't mean we shouldn't take it seriously. It doesn't mean it's not important, but it's just a piece of the puzzle. Another factor that may affect the measurement is the point in pregnancy, as I've shared. So if a baby is in the pelvis, because this woman is a first-time mom and she's about to have a baby in a week, uh, she's actually going to probably go down in fundal height measurement, or she stays the same. The baby is grown, but the baby's descended into the pelvis, and she's no longer 40 centimeters. She's 38, and that makes perfect sense. So there are things about this that I think... Most of us are just like, yeah, totally common sense and some that aren't and feel like they need some investigation and are concerning. The last thing that I can think of right now that affects the measurement is just who's measuring and how. So it doesn't matter how great a midwife is. Uh, If you get two midwives in the same room, chances are they'll get different measurements. I mean, for so long when Margo and I were working together, that was the case and that was just normal. And it was benign in a way, right? It was a centimeter off. So I don't remember who got what, but she got 36 and I'd get 35. Like that's just the way we felt 
the measurement to be. So you're measuring again from the top of the pubic bone. And I think different measurement, different measurers, different people sort of find that top of the pubic bone. I mean, I hate to say there are a lot of different options there. There there aren't, but yet we all have our way of doing things. So we find the top of the pubic bone. Um, we have the way of, you know, stretching the tape. Some people start at the fundus and go down measuring to the pubic bone. I like to put the zero on the pubic bone and measure up to the fundus. So different people, different ways of doing things, different measurements. And again, um, women are perhaps seeing many different midwives in a clinic. And so that's a recipe for disaster if you really care about fundal height, because you're going to get different measurements at the same exact visit if they were to be had. So a very important thing to keep in mind. And I'll say it again, if you're a pregnant woman measuring your own belly, I think it's really hard. Um, I don't know why, but if I measure myself in pregnancy, I can get three different measurements all in the same minute, just based on kind of like what I'm able to manipulate with my own two hands on my own belly. So I hope that was a fun and quick review of the really interesting topic of fundal height. These clinical topics are so simple in one way and then so complex and fun to talk about in other ways. And really, I hope whether you're a mom or a midwife or a student, it's motivated you to just think a little deeper, ask more questions, get more information and go from there. Thanks for listening.